with no limits whether it be sports current events or random thoughts this is the place to step in and stay a while your host is a proud alumnus of rio hondo prep a former minor league baseball umpire and a man with strong opinions welcome to the get home safe podcast and your host matt persima Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It's a Wednesday edition of the podcast. Uh, For those that don't know, I typically record these on Tuesday mornings, so they're out in advance. So uh, it is Tuesday morning, and I have a few thoughts today, some sports-related topics, some current events topics, just some randomness, if if you will. You guys who are loyal listeners know that I kind of go a different route on Wednesdays. Uh, since Bill Barnes is gone, uh, we no longer have the real Hondo prep football show. Our last show was on Monday because their season ended. Uh, Fridays, of course, are our long form conversations with somebody for now. Anyway, that's kind of the format. And so today is just more randomness from me. I'll try not to go too long today, but I have a few things that are definitely um, on my heart. A few things that are on my mind that I wanted to get off my chest today. And, uh, you know, the, the first one, the main thing is that um, there's a lot kind of, I'm sure you guys have seen out there in regards to, uh, the topic of self-defense and in the great state of America, um, you know, I, I believe every, well, it's not just, I believe it's, it's a God-given right that everyone has a right to defend themselves. Everybody has, uh, has that by law. Um, some would say, uh, you know, some, some, again, with current events and things, some people kind of want to attack that, no pun intended. Um, but I think every, everyone has a right to defend themselves, especially when they are ganged up, up on, um, maybe threatened with physical harm. And, um, it, you know, it, at some point, you have to be willing to defend yourself. It doesn't have to be uh, you know, deadly force violence necessarily, but it might be, it might in a, in a tough situation, it might come down to that. And so if you don't defend yourself, um, you're just kind of, you don't care about self-preservation really, or maybe those around you, those closest to you. And so the whole concept of, of self-defense, I mean, it's a very serious subject. And of course, I think you guys know what I'm talking about when I'm referring to self-defense in uh, recent news and everything. And uh, uh, I'm definitely talking about the lack of self-defense from the Los Angeles Rams Monday night. Los Angeles Rams were assaulted, beaten, threatened, um, just punched in the throat from the opening kickoff and did nothing about it stood there and took it. And I just can't believe that someone would not defend themselves when in harm's way is your God given right to defend yourself. And the Los Angeles Rams against a very common foe 
someone they know quite well. They know that this has happened to them before from this person, from this team. And they did nothing about it. They just laid there and took it. And what happened? Well, they didn't die, but 31 to 10. And uh, honestly, it wasn't that close. So the Los Angeles Rams, I think, were the latest victim in America of not defending themselves when the situation called for it. Self-defense, self-offense, whatever. Self-defense turns into offense. He's turned into offense real quickly. And the 49ers from opening kickoff just physically, physically dominated the Los Angeles Rams. For anyone wearing uh, blue and gold or cheering for the blue and gold, you should be embarrassed, as am I. That's why I told you beginning of the show, I had to get this off my chest, literally, this Ram shirt. Get it off. Get it off me. Get it off my chest through this screen because of an absolute embarrassment from LA's first professional sports franchise. You have no excuse, none. And and I do want to say this, that, you know, I get all the texts and Facebooks and everything from the, uh, the front running fan bases out there. Um, it, it is hilarious to me that these same people root for other LA teams, but I, I was thinking, and, you know, I was like, Actually, the Rams, they fit L.A. quite perfect. They, they do. They, they're, they're just like all L.A.'s other teams. Overpaid, maybe more, more flash than, uh, than fight to them. Underachieving comes to mind. Oh, Matt, the Lakers won title. Oh, the Dodgers won title. Yeah. Should they have won more? Probably. When someone comes in, you, you can clearly see wants it more i would say so i mean the la kings for you know 2010 2012 or excuse me 12 and 14 um didn't look like they were from la at all total physical teams that just dominated and uh maybe spent too much beach on the so much time on the beach and the sunshine the past few years because they turned into just a uh a uh a pitiful team these past few years so la sports teams kind of all the same identity well, the Dodgers, Matt, they're in the World Series every year. And Okay, cool. Very good. Very nice. The Rams on paper, supposed to be spectacular and this and that. Back-to-back weeks, embarrassed on national television. And, and I can stand losing. I really can. I don't like losing. I hate it. But I can tolerate it. I can live with it. Because I at least know that someone showed a little self-defense at some point. My, my beloved Real Hondo Prep Cares, their season finished last week. All right, I'm not ashamed of them by any means because I saw superior effort. There were mistakes made, that happens. But when you are absolutely kicked in the throat, I mean, that, the, the, the kickoff, when they kicked the ball off, they might as well have just swung the leg and kicked you right in the throat and then jumped on you and beaten you until uh, you, know, you bled out 60 minutes later because that's pretty much what happened. And then all the finger pointing on the sideline, Jalen Ramsey, you know, uh, he's always pushing the envelope, always trying, you know, he's kind of a a jerk, but he, but he plays well, but he's a leader. I don't know. Uh, But I told you guys last week and 
even Rams fans are like, oh, come on, Matt. When the Rams traded for OJ, Odell, Odell Beckham Jr., what's his name? How do you spell pre Madonna? Um, OBJ. Yeah, that's right. Um, when he came into the LA Rams, I said, as soon as I saw the update, I go, no, 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 no. Don't do this. Do not sell your soul. Don't do this. And they did it. And I said, he's a cancer. And he is a cancer. He's been a cancer everywhere he's gone. So you could, well, this wasn't the, you know, it wasn't all on him. No, it probably wasn't. But you bring a guy like that into the locker room and then you play like that. I'm just saying, might have something to do with it. Now, next week, OBJ, oh, excuse me, they don't play this week. Uh, They'll go to Green Bay, so they won't score any touchdowns. But maybe after that, um, maybe OBJ will have all these touchdowns or whatever. I don't like cheering for the guy. I didn't like Deshaun Jackson either, kind of for similar reasons. But you sell your soul, you better be willing to accept the consequences. Now, I probably could be overreacting, but that's what we do. We overreact. If I'm sitting here three months from now and the Rams have won a Super Bowl or made a playoff run, I'll even take that. Um, And OBJ had a big part of it. And I have to, I'm forced to cheer for this guy. You know what it feels like? It feels like when you have someone in your mind, like you want this guy for president in the primaries, he's going up against, you know, somebody else. And, you know, your guy doesn't, doesn't make it. Someone else is nominated and you're like, okay, I guess, well, I got to vote for this guy, I guess. Cause the other side, I can't tolerate that. That's what it feels like. It feels like I'm like, I'm cheering now for the, the primary candidate that I didn't want, not, not want. Because I'd rather they they win they the Rams win than uh, than they lose, of course. So that's what it feels like internally to me. I love bringing in Von Miller, veteran guy, defensive. Um, although the Rams didn't play any defense last night, so I don't know. I've never seen a game where eleven players just step off the field like that and just say, "Go ahead, 49ers. It was the first Monday night football scrimmage in the history of the game. Forty nine, just run your plays. Don't worry. Uh, just because they were wearing red, by the way, Rams, that's not the symbol that you can't hit them. I know you can't hit quarterbacks in red in practice. Okay, but in an actual game, just because the entire team is in red, I don't know if that was confusing or not to you. Oh, can't hit these guys. Well, hey, let them do whatever they want. Red, red shirts on them. That's what it looked like. And some people were like, oh, I can't wait for Matt to get on here and ramble about the game and this and that. And it's just like, (laughs) if you think the Rams losing is going to bother me, I grew up on Rams loss. I've seen more Rams loss. I know. I know the Rams. Don't even start with me. Ha ha, the Rams loss. Oh, that one hurt. Oh, man. Wow. Don't, don't. Don't use your don't use your good arm next next punch. Woof, that one. I don't know how I'm gonna recover from that. The Rams lost. Woo. They're called the Los Angeles Rams. L-O-S-S. That's right. And I know a lot of teams would take seven and three right now. Going into your bye. You know, in McVeigh, we trust. But I tell you, when the, when there's there's bad there's bad losses and then there are I mean remember the Jets last year the 0 14 Jets came into SoFi and beat you inexcusable 
I'm not saying the 49, you throw records out, rivalry games. Um, the 49ers have used a lot of gold to uh, own, to purchase, to own the Los Angeles Rams over the years. I know Stan Kroenke is a, officially the owner, but uh, you know we might need to rename Mr. Kroenke to uh, Stan Francisco because it seems to me that the 49ers own the Rams. And that'll probably never change. And the thing is, they have to play these guys one more time. And you know what sickens me is it's going to be a nice, big, beautiful stadium, Los Angeles this, Los Angeles rat, uh, Los Angeles that. And into SoFi Stadium is going to be this red wave, this, this red wedding, blood-soaked wave coming into SoFi Stadium of 49er jerseys and Dodger hats, of course, since that's such a combination. And I know, Mr. Tarico, you'll be have your angel hat on, so you'll be all red all the way, whatever. The point is, two different cities on you. Now, if you're from one and spent time in, okay, fine, whatever. I just be consistent. Who do you, who do you guys root for in the Olympics? You just root for random, like I'm an American. I root for America. I have a uh, uh, Dutch heritage. So I'll root for the net. Like there's a connection, right? I don't just randomly uh, root for Paraguay because of their badminton team. Oh, they really get well. They've won all these titles. Who do you people root for in the Olympics? Since you don't have like a loyalty to a city or a region, like you just, it baffles me. Yeah, no, I root for the U.S. Uh, only, only in the Summer Olympics. In the Winter Olympics, uh, I'm a big Sweden guy. What, why, why would you? Well, when I was a kid, I just, you know, I was a Sweden, Sweden fan. That's what it sounds like. Again, I'm not mad at the 49ers. I'm mad at the fans mostly. Um, yeah. Stan Francisco. I think, I think that's a, that'd be a good one for, for Mr. Kroenke. Um, since he's sold over ownership to the Los Angeles Rams overnight to the, uh, the 49ers who own the Rams. I don't want to ramble on this all morning because it's just going to anger me. If it hasn't already, but yes, congratulations to the 49ers for, you know, getting the kinks out for, you know, having some success on your offensive plays. You're now four and five. Uh, you have one more win for certain uh, come week 18 against the Rams. And I think it's awesome that the 49ers that everyone talked about this, this uh, longer schedule, uh, the updated schedule, 17 game season. Well, I don't know how the 49ers did this. They're the only team in the league that only has to play 15 games. 15-game schedule for the 49ers. Everyone else is playing 17. So I, it's remarkable. 49ers get another break. My dad always said the luckiest team in the league, the 49ers, right? Um, I don't believe in luck. There are some, some – um, sometimes the ball bounces your way or whatever. But uh, I, that is fortunate for the 49ers only having to play – um, 15 games. I mean, the Rams do play the Niners. It'll probably mean something at the very end of the season, a playoff berth or, a, or seating or something. Uh, one would hope looking at Rams have seven games. Left. They better win four of these seven games, but they got to play the 49ers again. They got to play all the division teams again, Seattle, Arizona. They got to go to green Bay. They play Jacksonville. Uh, Urban Meyer will probably pull out the, uh, you know, 
bring out Tim Tebow and uh, the, the Ohio State teams and, and beat up on the Rams. I'm just a worst case scenario guy. Try not to get too high. Definitely always get too low because I am a man of low expectations. That's why I get excited when my team is finally in the hunt for good football because I've watched so much, so much bad football over the years. The only saving grace is the 49ers will probably be in white jerseys um, when they come to SoFi Stadium at the end of the year. So maybe the Rams won't be confused and they're not in red. We, we, we can tackle these guys. We, we're allowed to hit them. Nice play, 49ers. We're in, we're in red at home. That was, that was bright. These uh, millionaire athletes for the Rams, you confused them. My hat's off to you. Well done. 49ers destroy the Rams. Is it 31-10? 38-10? I don't even care. I think it's 38-10. So, yeah. Trying to remain calm. But um, it's like a bad relationship. You guys ever been in these? Am I the only one? It's been in a bad relationship before where it's like, you know, you shouldn't care so much because they clearly don't. Why do you care so much? Why do you spend all this money on, you know, tickets, television, merchandise? You buy that person clothes. I don't know. There's, there's an analogy here that I'm trying to work with. If you guys haven't noticed, I love analogies. I love uh, especially ones that um, bring me down, knock me down a peg or two. So I'll try to get away from the ramps. I'll come back to that, I'm sure. Uh, the only thing I'll say about the NFL um, is that it's nice to know that the Rams aren't the only ones who, who go through this. I mean, the Buccaneers lost to Washington. Kansas City was really having a rough uh, part of their season. Um, that Tennessee-Kansas City game, who can forget that? So I'm hoping that the Rams will turn it around. And, ad- and adversity is good for any team. But in back-to-back weeks, when you are physically dominated, physically, do- I mean, again, to not defend yourself, you're thrown on your back and, and beaten down with a skateboard. And you just said, oh, I can't defend myself. Come on, Rams. What are you doing? You like getting hit by a skateboard over your head? You like that? Does that feel good? Well, I guess at some point you don't feel anything because you're beaten so hard and so fiercely that it just gets numb. So maybe that's why it's just like, how could you take that punishment over and over again? Oh, well. I don't ever want to be hit by a skateboard. Never. I'm going to defend myself. I just wish uh, the Los Angeles Rams uh, w- would do that. And that's why I liked last season and their whole, I mean, it was very physical defensive team, ran the ball really well. That's what I like. I like that stuff. Don't get me wrong. I love long passes to Cooper Cup. Um, Tyler Higby, he left his hands at the airport, I guess. for oh, That bobbled interception from uh, turning into a pick six and then dropping a first. I mean, what? Come on, Hig. Ugh. Anyway, uh, there's other teams in the NFL going through this, and it is the National Football League. And, you know, it's there's coaches and players on the other side of the field making a lot of money as well. That's the beauty of the sport is, is the parity. For teams to dominate seasons is crazy because teams are so good. Even the Jaguars. Jaguars beat the Bills a few weeks ago, right? And um, you would never see San Jose State beat Alabama in college football. But in the NFL, there's only 32 teams, and anybody honestly could beat anybody. 
we've seen that. So it's just trying to put together some consistency. And so I'm trying not to, this is me not panicking, by the way. This is me not losing my mind. And I'll tell you what I did at work last night. I was, uh, well, hopefully no one at FedEx is listening to this, but I was, uh, I record the game, right? Record the game, get home at midnight and watch it. So I had my, uh, I was recording the game and, and I love YouTube TV. Uh, it's a great, it's great on your phone. And it's just, I love it. I'm so glad we changed uh, providers. So game starts at 515. I've got my phone on silent. I've told a few coworkers, don't say anything. And gets to be about 630. I'm like, okay, it's time for me to take my, my lunch. I got 30 minutes. So I said, you know what? I'm going to watch, I'm going to watch the game. So I flipped the game on, started from the beginning and it's great. Cause you got 15 second fast forward increments. So a play ends, you hit fast forward twice, takes you 30 seconds, 40 second play clock. It's just about time for the next play. So I was banging through the game super quick, watch a game in like less than an hour. There's only 60 minutes on, on a clock, right. Of actual real time. And, and it's even less than that because the clock's running for some of the time. So just watch, I watched this game at like a, a record pace and uh, I won't say I watched it while it was on the clock, but I peeked a little here and there, saw a few plays, um, but saw most of it during my lunch break. And I'm just sitting in my car, uh, throwing stuff, shouting stuff. Um, and I hit a point too where I just start, my brother Sam and I have this, where we just start laughing. At some point, you just start laughing because it's like, yep, these are those guys in those horns. Um, I think uh, Trace Mifei tested me last night. He goes, something's wrong with, uh, with Matt Stafford, I said, yeah, the horns on his helmet, you put those horns on your helmet. Not good. Ungood. Very ungood as a, as a referee, um, teacher told me one time, uh, jokingly. So you just start laughing, but I blew through the game quick. And then I was just walking around FedEx the rest of the night, parking trucks, just shaking my head and going, Oh, the well, responding to a few Facebook, uh, comments and such as well but anyway that was my monday night and now i gotta wait 14 days 13 days because the rams are on a bye this week and then they go to lambeau field against a a very angry aaron Rodgers and a very good football team the green bay packers so i'm in a great mood thanksgiving is around the corner christmas i mean this is the best time of the year two weeks ago you're seven and one things are looking great halloween you got candy everywhere and then holidays kick in, the mediocrity kicks in, my beloved cares, their season finishes, not, you know, that was a lot of fun following them. I can't wait for next year already. The only, this is what I told Val, this is why I root so much for the real Hondo cares. Most of the time they don't let me down. Rams let me down. USC lets me down. Any other team I root for lets me down, but real Hondo prep, even in a losing, losing effort. Never let me down. God bless you, Cares. Keep up the good work. Can't wait for next season. Keep representing. Um, okay. A few things I wanted to randomly talk about today. Um, we went over self-defense and how important that is. Uh, just my two cents there. Defend yourselves, unless you're the Rams. Um, you know, creating your own happiness. I, I saw this the other day, just kind of thinking about it. And there's a lot of truth to this. You know, I've always, I've always heard happiness is a choice. And you guys are like, Matt, you're you choosing to root for the Rams. Why would you do that for happiness? I understand. It's one of my many flaws, but happiness really is in your hands. And if you think about the founding fathers and the whole concept of pursuing it, they didn't say life, liberty, and happiness. 
Okay. Cause that's not necessarily guaranteed, but what is guaranteed is the pursuit of happiness, meaning you have to chase it. So many people sit around and wait for good things to happen. They wait for something. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll hit the lottery or I'll and just, they wait around for this joy. And I've been guilty of this many times just thinking, well, things will work out. Things will work out. And there's some truth to that, but you also have to physically do something yourself. Now I've had some conversations with people on here, even, and even in, in private of, you know, people who actually do suffer from depression, suffer from not being able to find happiness inside them. Okay. And that's a separate subject, I think, but, but I think for the most of us, we have our bad days. We have our rough stretches of weeks and months and things. Okay. But Ultimately, happiness, it should fall on us. It's no one, this is my thing. It's no one else's job. That's where I think even those who are like, uh, who have depression and such would agree. It's nobody else's job to make you happy. We have relationships, of course, where we, you know, we always say, oh, I want to make you happy. I want to make you happy. That's, that's true, family members. But true happiness, it's got to come from us. What makes you happy? Are you doing the things that you want to do? The, 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 the conflict between content and happy. I got to be honest. I'm, I'm pretty content and happy right now. It's not to say that I can't be disappointed. I just rambled away about the, you know, the professional sports team I follow for some reason, uh, losing. I, it doesn't ruin my day or my week because there's other great things going on around me. Um, just as an example for me, had no idea what I was going to do career-wise for years. I just kept officiating, kept officiating and just being like, well, this is what I do. This is all I know. Um, graduated college and I, I was going to pursue media type stuff like this, um, sports media, journalism, but I got so burned out on it after college. It's just like, uh, I need a breather. And that's why I went and other things happened in my life. And I went into officiating. I did a little bit of behind the scenes sports work. I worked for the Quakes. I worked for Cal State Fuller Baseball. Um, worked at Fox Studios. I worked Instant Replay. But everything was kind of tied into sports and officiating still. And I just remember so many years. I was down. I was depressed. I had bad, wouldn't even call them relationships, but just bad dating experiences. My, uh, I had a ton of good friends. And I think that was what really helped me over the years was many good friends from all different parts of the country and getting something from each of your different friends, right? Not none of your friends are exactly the same. Some friends you go to for comfort. Some, some of you go to for, uh, for fun, maybe, maybe too much fun. Uh, some you go to, to have serious conversations and, and sometimes it's all wrapped into one, you know, those people are the same, but I think my point is the pursuit of happiness. This is in your control. Think of it, you know, money doesn't buy happiness. So maybe this, this analogy doesn't work, but we're in this age now of, hey, just give me money. Give me money. You know, are you truly happy if you just get money? I mean, maybe short term. I was for a little bit. And then, and then I was like, okay, it's time for me to go earn this. It's time for me to have an identity, to have a life. And so I, I'm using money is kind of a, a weird analogy that way. But if you think about it, you earning money, say you, you only earn a little bit. Okay. Well, your wages aren't going to magically increase. Maybe you need to go get a second job. Maybe you need to try another job. I know for me, even though I'm very happy with my current job, I have to work 
extra. I have to do something else. It's just the nature of the beast here, especially in California, five plus dollars for gas and, uh, you know, rent prices and everything. It just is what it is. I can't sit here and expect someone else to, uh, Hey, well, maybe they're lower. They will lower prices soon. That's not going to happen. Again, happiness and money is not the same thing. It could be, it could be, uh, but it, it's just the, the analogy. If you want more happiness, it's up to you to go earn it, to at least attempt to pursue it. I think sometimes we get caught up in, well, that person needs to make, be the one who makes me happy. It's like putting this responsibility of, of your happiness on somebody else. Again, it's not to say that someone in your life cannot make you happy, but I don't think it's their responsibility or you should put all the pressure on them to be what gives you true joy. I I mean, jokingly, I root for a team and when the team wins, I'm happy. When they lose, I'm sad. All right. But my life does not operate based solely off how the Rams are doing or Rihondo prep is doing or whatever. It, it, it kind of gets, gets a little happier, a little sad, but ultimately it's like, what makes me happy? I enjoy doing this podcast. All right. I woke up today. I didn't really, I was like, eh, I don't want to do that. And then I was like, no, you know what? I, I do want to do it. It gives me, gives me joy. Um, I like working hard during the week. And then for me, like sitting around watching a few games, probably not the healthiest thing, uh, but th- that gives me joy doing something with Val going to, um, you know, out in a, on a walk or, or uh, up into, you know, visit Mount care. I mean, just, it could be anything. Um, I used to love going to sporting events. I haven't really gone in a while and I don't miss it that much. I thought I would more, uh, but what makes you happy? I think so, so many times we get just like, well, I know what makes me happy, but I don't, I don't ever go do it. It's like, why wouldn't you do that? And I think if you're with someone that understands you, they also know, Hey, this, that makes you happy. Why don't you go do that? Or these people make you go happy. Why don't you go spend time with them? I just feel like we, we don't pursue what makes us happy sometimes. I didn't think a regular job, quote unquote, would, would make me happy, but it has. It's given me a sense of purpose. I don't dread going in. And I, I used to never understand that with people. Well, I, that you like your job. Why would you like your job? <laughs> but so many people hate it. They hate their job. Like, why do you hate your job? Why would you do something daily that you hate? And maybe you're doing it for the betterment of your family. I guess that's, that's something, but life is too short, man. It is so so short. And a lot of people would encourage me, Hey, go do this, go do that. I'm like, I can't do that. But over time, you know, you start to hit your thirties, your mid thirties, like, Oh, time's flying. I better do the things that make me happy. Again, it's the pursuit. Just because you work harder too doesn't mean you're guaranteed extra money. It doesn't mean you're guaranteed happiness, but you have that right to pursue it. I'm not trying to be in a soapbox here today, but I just, with the holidays rolling around, you see people get down, you see people, uh, and then you see people extra happy. I, I love the Christmas season. Um, and to me, it's Thanksgiving and Christmas all kind of built together. And I'm a little behind to my standards as far as the Christmas stuff goes, but working six days a week now and running this, I mean, it just gets to be a busy time. So I'll keep you guys posted on what the plans are for the podcast these next few months. Uh, if I take the month of December off, haven't decided yet, but I'm, I'm going to get there. Okay. Um, so yeah, 
happiness is is kind of in your control. There's things we can't control, but the things we can control, we need to to uh, to do so. We need to pursue it. No, it's no one's. It's no one else's job around us to make us happy. It's uh, it's up to us. Uh, this is a randomness. I was talking with Landon Goodwell about um, film sessions and college football specifically. There was some news about how a a coach yelled too too fiercely at uh, some college football players, which is a joke. Not what he did it's the media's overreaction to it in my opinion how could a coach use that language have you never been around football coaches or or college like what's wrong with you uh so it's really funny to me when when people who know nothing about a subject are like appalled that this is how things are a a, a sports media member that's clearly never put a helmet on in their life um is like shocked that that a college football coach uses such language at student athletes how dare he i'm not support is saying, Hey, everyone should swear at their players. I'm just saying it's kind of the lifestyle in college football anyway. So I asked my good friend, Landon Goodwill about that, about, Hey, um, what do you make, you know, got on like abusive language on <laughs> abuse. I don't like that word. Cause it sounds negative, but uh, just, uh, you know, uh, not, not, uh, not constructive, constructive criticism. We'll say to, to players. He says, yeah, I was called all kinds of things. And um, you know, he, anyway, we won't go into all that, but you know, I've seen it as a referee. I've seen it on sidelines. Things coaches say to players. I'm like, oh, wow. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think we've gone too far the other way in society where we've become a little soft. Like, he hurt my feelings. That football coach hurt my feelings. It's like, you hear yourself? Forget what he said. Do you hear yourself? I think you need to toughen it up a little bit. Maybe, uh, I don't know. I know it's like toxic to be masculine these days. And if someone yells at you, you're supposed to have your inner feelings. Just, you know, this is how I feel. I don't care how you feel. I care how you tackle or you don't tackle. Anyway, um, so Landon uh, told me about uh, an Instagram coach that uh, basically he does film breakdown in a comedic fashion where he will sit in a film room and he'll break down I don't know, the Tennessee defense, or he'll break down the Chicago Bulls, uh, uh, you know, offensive set or something like it's, it's totally random and I'm not doing it justice. I'll have to, uh, but it got me thinking to see Mr. Go 30 MRGO 30 and yeah, film session with coach 30, the Denver Broncos. So he just sits back in his chair and he, he uh, comedically breaks down uh, a team or whatever. And it got me thinking, how funny would it be if we, because Landon, you know, he was in film sessions and anyone who's even played high school football, you sit in those film sessions and coaches kind of break down your mistakes and everything. How funny would it be to have a film session in life to, to like at the end of your day, think about it. You get home, you're tired. Uh, even the next day, even uh, you wake up in the morning and you sit there in the living room and uh, coach pulls you over. It's like, all right, come here, sit down. Let's break this down. And every part of your day is just either broken down. There's not a lot of positive uh, uh feedback because those are things you're supposed to do but the time you uh you, hey hey right here you, hey you you see this you didn't signal before you you merge lanes that that's that's about effort that's about courtesy and effort and you didn't do that here why, why did you do that what is wrong with you what was going through your head you know this is not the type of player we want on this team that's not going to be courteous and follow the, like it would be stuff like that or like breaking down what you had for lunch even it's like matt why would you have that burrito you're trying to cut calories and th- this is the decision you made. Not only that, you added a taco. Like, wh- what are you thinking? 
are you committed to this team or not? I mean, it would be hilarious if someone could break down your film from the day and just kick you in the rear and just be, I, I think that would be phenomenal. That'd be a great skit. I think, uh, what are they called? Memes or gifts or what? I don't know all the technology and, um, millennial conversations or, or language or whatever, but that would be fantastic to break down your film from the day as a coach clipboard, just sitting back, you know how the coaches are and kind of sit back on their, and just like taking their head <laughs> with their little laser pointer and their, uh, it could be stuff you did at work. I mean, that'd be, that'd be great. Think about that. A film session in life. I, you know what I think it would do? It would make all of us play better for lack of a better term. If we had a coach breaking down our film session from the end of the day, come on, think about it. We, we should always act like someone's watching because honestly there is. Uh, and, and your character is who you are when, when no one is watching, even though the good Lord up above is always watching us. Um, but to know that there's an eye in the sky, to know you're, you have to answer to that film room. I bet a lot of football players in college, high school and pro, you know, they do some things better knowing that, oh man, I missed this assignment. I'm going to get ripped in, uh, in the film room tomorrow. I think we could all benefit from that. Film session in life. And it would be daily or weekly, whatever. Hey, let's look back on your week of preparation. Did you do everything you could have done? You know, hey, you were late to work by three minutes twice. Is that, is, you know, that's a lack of commitment or just time management? Which, which one is it? And just get called out. I think we're in this age now of, oh, everyone's fine. Just do what you feel. We love everybody. Oh, that's just, you know, that's, that's just what they do. It's, that's them. That's just who they are. They're, they're late a few minutes every day. It's no big deal. But how do they feel at the end of the day? You don't know what's going on in their personal life. We can't expect them to do the simple things that everyone else is required to do. No, 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 no. We're each different, safe space, calm spirits. We need less of that. We need more. I don't know. Men to be masculine. How about that? Um, we need more intensity. Accountability, I think, is a good one. Can you be woke and accountable? That, that, that's kind of, I don't know if those two, I'm trying to avoid politics. But I just think we need a little more toughness in our society. And I think film session would be great. Tell me I'm wrong. I'm not saying we go Truman Show here with cameras everywhere and you're every, you know, your privacy is being uh, infiltrated. But would we act different? Would we show up to work on time? Would we go that extra mile? Would we, I don't know, would we pick up that trash when we see it on the ground that's not ours? Would we do these things that really, I don't know, aren't necessarily directly us benefiting as far as anything physical from it? But would it be good for us? I think it would. I think it would. I I don't think I would... uh, Shout at drivers as much as I do. Maybe, uh, I don't know, look at my phone when I, when I shouldn't. Or uh, There's a lot of things. There's a lot of things. Slippery slope, I know. But a film session in life, uh, I think, would be awesome. And uh, who would be the ultimate coach? What, what coach would we want to hear? Uh, I could hear Coach Mark Carson, Rihondo Prep, just breaking down. Uh, you know, really? You're wearing that today? Interesting. Interesting choice. 
very interesting choice for a uh, 36 year old grown man to uh, make that decision to leave the house. Like, you know, it, it, if it was your significant other, that might be a little weird because you probably are already criticizing and yelling at each other anyway. But I think we all need that coach. We all need that coach with the clicker, with the uh, the film session, breaking down your your every move. I think it would be good for all of us. So think about that. Let me know what you guys think. Finally, uh, you know, there's true. There's little joys in this world. Okay, back to food. As an example, you know, you go to order something, and you have your specific order. Hey, no onions on this. Or, hey, uh, you know, no, no potatoes, no meat or whatever. Like uh, there was a certain breakfast burrito I was ordering and I wanted it a specific way. And so for the past few months, yes, I've gone a few times, um, you know, I was like, hey, no potatoes, trying to cut the carbs. Uh, no, no potatoes. And it was like, add, you know, either meat or add this meat. I can't remember exactly what the order is because now I found that I don't have to remember the specifics because I found on the menu, there's actually a an order exactly what i wanted that all i have to say is i want that and it comes exactly as i want that's a big reason i have huge respect for um i think it's it's been a while i think it's wendy's i don't have to say no pickle or onion because it comes that way as god intended could have my burger joints mixed up but i'm pretty sure it's wendy's you don't have to say anything. It just comes that way. It's like, oh, it's like dating, right? And you're like, okay, all right, I want this and I want that. Oh, and then you find something just right. And you're like, wait a minute. I didn't know this was on the menu. Where's this been? The bottom left. I didn't even see it. I had to keep ordering up here saying, hey, I want that, but no this, no that. I don't know if you guys understand what I'm saying. I know it's, I'm by myself. I'm a lunatic. But when you find that thing that's been on the menu the whole time, right in front of you, that is exactly what you wanted, that's a special feeling. That's a very special feeling. You don't have to go into it, into it now thinking, oh, I got to remember to say no onion or I got to remember to say, uh, I don't know, extra cheese, whatever, whatever your fancy is. Then come to find out that there is that exact thing on the menu that all you have to say is order. I think it was like a, an egg burrito. I wanted like a breakfast burrito with just eggs. No, but I wanted, it was something like that. And so I was always like describing them in detail, this, this great order. And then I, they're like, someone finally was like, yeah, you mean an egg burrito? It's like, wait, what's on that? And then they listed exactly what I wanted. I was like, that's it. She does exist, right? Same thing, (laughs) same concept. Ladies, if you haven't figured it out, it's usually sports, food. um, And that's about it. (laughs) That's about it. As far as analogies go, maybe a little bit of the founding fathers and the, the uh, you know, declaration of the independence or something, some of that nature. But usually, yeah, sports and food. Val always asks me, so what do you want to do? I'm like, I want to cook food and watch football. Like, what, what do you mean? Why are you asking me? <laughs> Same thing I wanted to do last week. No, I know I need to open up a little bit, broaden out. And uh, you got to go to farmer's markets and all these other things. Um, to be a, a team player, right? Back to the film review. You want to be a team player in this world. You can't just do everything you want to do all the time. You just, but yeah, as far as what I want to do, if someone asked me, I'm going to tell them. That used to happen all the time. I used to go to games by myself and stuff, by myself and stuff, because no one else wanted to go. And I'm like, well, I want to go. So I'm going to go. And uh, weren't you bored by yourself? I'm like, no, why would I be? 
Well, I'd be bored by myself. It's like watching a game by yourself on TV. I can do that. Anyway, uh, that's enough for me today, guys. Um, the Rams, no self-defense, which I don't understand. Don't get hit in the head by a skateboard repeatedly. Defend yourselves, people. Uh, talked about the film session, film review, and then happiness. Um, man, we each have our own responsibility to attempt to or pursue, right? The pursuit of happiness. That is something that is for from each of us that we need to do. So uh, my pursuit of happiness will be rooting for the Rams for some reason. So um, we'll see a few more months of the NFL season. And then uh, so we'll get in. We'll just, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but I'm, I'm already excited about the summer and building up to next year's real Hondo prep season. But first, uh, first and foremost, Thanksgiving, Christmas, they say the NFL doesn't officially start until after Thanksgiving, as far as, you know, who the contenders are. So, We'll see by that time. I'm sure the Rams will be 500 and um, season will be over, but uh, we're very blessed all of us to live in this great country and have the opportunity to celebrate a wonderful holiday uh, like Thanksgiving. By the way, I forgot shame on me from a previous episode, but happy veterans day to everybody out there. Uh, I have some great relatives who served in the military and I'm incredibly proud of them. My grandfather, Leo Mora fought in world war two and my uncle Philip, Mora uh, in Vietnam. So very proud of those family members and to all who serve many good friends out there who have, uh, you know, gone and served us. And uh, it's just awesome. Always proud of my girlfriend, Valerie, who she played at a veterans day, um, not a memorial, but a celebration really uh, out in Norco celebrating veterans. Thought that was really cool. Couldn't make it, but uh, very similar to what she did for Memorial day. So very proud of her and her works and happy Belated Veterans Day to everyone out there. It should be Veterans Day 365, in my opinion. Uh, Friday, real quick, I will be joined by Robbie Burns, a professional snowboarder who finished third on the most recent uh, U.S. Olympic team. Unfortunately, they only took two that year. So he will talk to me about what it's like kind of pursuing something so fiercely and falling just short. Um, He's still pursuing that goal. And I think all signs are pointing to him being on this upcoming U.S. Olympian uh, Olympic team as they go to China here in 2022, I believe. Hard to believe 2022 is around the corner. I felt like we just started 2021, but that's life, especially as you grow older. So Robbie Burns on Friday. You don't want to miss it. Talking about the pursuit, really, of excellence and just um, mental side of competition. Again, I don't know how many of you guys are into snowboarding. But I can promise you, if you're an athlete, if you're a coach, if you just love athletics and competition, you're going to want to hear this episode. Uh, I was I really enjoyed talking with Robbie. So uh, you'll want to hear that on Friday. Um, there will be no show on Monday because of the Rihanna prep season being over. So I'm thinking as of right now, that always changes. I'm thinking right now uh, about a Tuesday, Friday format. Tuesday next week being a show like this one. Well, I, where I will recap uh, the sports from the weekend and offer some total randomness like today. And then Friday, of course, a long form conversation that's for now, for the time being, um, again, I have to consider taking the month of December off, which wouldn't be fun. But the, the good news is that come January guys, we will be into season three of the get home safe podcast. Can you believe it? Season three. Uh, we are well over 300 episodes this uh, season or all together. I should say, uh, we're in season two, and I just go a season being uh, the calendar year. So as soon as January rolls around, it'll be season three. Can't believe that, but excited for the big things ahead on the Get Home Safe podcast. 
I will see you guys on Friday. Have a great rest of your week. And guys, as always, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe. Thank you.